Limitless Wrestling fans, it's another edition of the Limitless Wrestling Podcast. Coming to your ears wherever you may listen to your podcast. John Alba and the czar of Limitless Wrestling, Randy Carver. It is the official Double Vision preview show. You ready, Randy? We're finally here, John. Uh, as this drops just a day away from Double Vision on IWTV, this Friday, March 19th, 7 p.m., well, 6.45 for you, John. We'll <laughs> I was going to say, hold on a minute here. Yeah, very uh, very unfortunate news breaking over the past week about your little Mac Open Challenge. Uh, I mean, we, we could talk about it right now, John. We saw you uh, go to a real emotional place on the road this past Wednesday. Your point. Well, uh, I mean, you say everybody's asking you how you're doing and uh, worried about you, and it's just, I mean, it's kind of real, John. I feel like you're in a dark place right now, and uh, I'm unsure if this Mac Open Challenge goes haywire for you. I don't know if this podcast will continue. You know, I've made myself very vulnerable for you and for all the Limitless Wrestling fans. I've put myself out there in a way that a lot of people in my position typically wouldn't, okay? I've put myself in a position to try to elevate people in Limitless Wrestling. I book the interviews for the talent to help promote these shows. Despite all the things that you've done to me, I'm still here for you, helping you. And all I've asked for is a fair shot to prove... In a fair situation, what I'm capable of bringing to the table. I've been asking for this for five years, Randy. And every single time I've been handicapped. Every single time. Nope, this is my talking time, not yours. Fair. And to have to go through some of the stuff that I've had to endure. From being put in a body bag. Have you ever been put in a body bag? Don't answer that because I know the answer already. From being put in a body bag, to being squished in the corner, to being shoved in the face, to being thrown over the top rope. I've gone through hell and back for this organization, and it's finally time for that all to end. And I have somebody by my side who believes in me more than anyone in Limitless Wrestling, or in pro wrestling for that matter, ever has, in the main attraction, Mac Daniels. And I fought tooth and nail for this guy to get his shot at showing to your fans what he's capable of doing. Because he's not like any other performer on your roster. The guy's the outlier. He's the main freaking attraction. And now he has his own spot to show everyone that he is the perfect combination of aesthetics and athletics that pro wrestling has so badly needed, one, and two, to finally rectify all the wrongs. And in this time slot that we have been afforded by the powers that be at IWTV, we're going to prove to the world that we're nothing to laugh at. I get it. Ha ha. It's funny to make fun of John Alba's mental state. Ha ha. It's hilarious. When you find yourself kicked when you're down, sometimes you have to claw yourself back up. And I cannot wait for whatever sorry soul steps to the plate and answers that challenge, if anyone even does. Because they are going to go down as a footnote in history. Well, 
That's inspiring stuff, John. Um, I do want to touch on the fact that you've previously been awarded the Alba Star Search to pick the people that you were bringing into matches before that lost it for you. Right. So I am unsure. And I'd like to mention to that one of those winners, first off, Bear Country is on national television now. So I think then I. Don't be pissy about no, them no, no, pushing you in the no, corner. No, no. So I'm saying. Well, but I, and I don't blame them. I don't blame them. I blame the tomfoolery and the officiating. I blame the fact that you stuck me in there with top shelf Troy Nelson and Dick Justice. Do you know they how want... bad Dick Justice smelled? Oh, leave him out. That's don't, why don't... I was intimidated. Because of their stench? You put me in a I scramble. I had a one in six chance of winning. One in six. Yeah, we were in a six-man scramble. That's called math. Oh, that was with that's with Nico. We're not even talking about I know. that. I'm talking. We're going through the timeline here, Randy. You had a one in six chance of winning. You should have picked a better person. Oh, so now, so now the Rhode Island Lion, Nico Silva, is not enough for you. No, Nico's very talented. He didn't get the job done for you though that night. It's a little on him. It's a little on you. Randy, so help me God, we're gonna win this match. And All I right. cannot wait to rub this in your face on our next podcast. Yeah, 645 sure. PM, all of Limitless Wrestling Social Media, IWTV, the main attraction challenge is going to set the table for the biggest night in Limitless Wrestling history. And by God, when we win that match, it's going to be a celebration for the ages. And you never know what lurks around the corner. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, it'll be a nice little celebration either way. Uh, I think I'll be celebrating a little harder to see you lose. Who do you want to see uh, answer that challenge? Okay, there's there's plenty of people that are not on this card that are out there. It could be the undefeated Eric Johnson. Eric Johnson gave me my first shot in pro wrestling and then proceeded to punch me in the face. There's nothing more that I would love for Eric Johnson to answer that open challenge and get his ass kicked. All right, all right. The hey man. Well, there's, a, there's a roster full of guys who would be uh, definitely chomping at the bit to get their shot ahead of Double Vision, as you said, kicking off one of the most important events in Limitless Wrestling history. Uh, do we want to just run through it right now, John? We can get to the rest later. We can do that. That's fine. Let's go. I don't care. We're starting with the most important thing first. Okay? Yeah, sure. All what? right. Okay. Let's say Mac Daniels wins this, which he will. What next for Mac Daniels? Well, here's the thing, John. I've been saying this the entire time. I mean, he, you say shoddy officiating, put that to the side. Mac had his opportunity to get on the main card. He did not in that singles match with Tyree Taylor on the first episode of the road season three. See that in the IWTV archives. You're right. But, it was a faulty ring in that episode. But, sure, absolutely. Uh, the turnbuckle pad was definitely loose. You're, you're not out of whack at all. Uh, you're in a great mental state right now, so it all makes sense. Um, the thing is... Mac Daniels is impressive. I'm not going to take anything away from him. He's a specimen. He's uh, really risen to high levels in such a short amount of time. But as you know, with Limitless Wrestling, the wins mean a lot. The wins really secure your position here and keep you moving up the ladder. So I, I don't even want to look any further past this for you, for Mac, for anyone. He needs to get this victory to maintain a position here, John. That's plain and simple to Get on these main cards where you want to be, where he wants to be. Victory has to happen. You know the winner of that match? 
Don't do it, please. You know who it is. Anyway, yeah. okay. that's good. tell people where they can watch the main attraction challenge. Yeah, so the main attraction challenge, 6.45 p.m., as John said. It's going to be on the IWTV stream ahead of the 7 p.m. kickoff of Double Vision. It's also going to be on Facebook.com slash Limitless Wrestling and YouTube.com slash Limitless Wrestling. All streaming live, so any outlet you'd like to watch it on, you can check it out there. But always, always with these main card shows, these full events, they're going to be exclusive streams on IWTV, and if you don't have it, let me tell you how to watch this show for free. Uh, you can sign up. If you want to sign up today, you can do it. Use the promo code LIMITLESS. You get a five-day free trial so you can watch not only backlogs of the road all three seasons, but Friday night, 645 for the main attraction challenge, and then 7 p.m. You can watch Double Vision for free. Use that promo code LIMITLESS. It gets you five days for free. Yeah, it's a great thing if you watch it on IWTV. You don't even have to change your channel after Mac wins. You can just stick with it and roll right into the opening match of our main card. And that's going to be very exciting. And guess what, Randy? I can make the what? announcement to the world. I'm joining you on the call again for this one. Oh, boy. People liked our commentary together. They did. They did. You know, it's a, it's a fun team. Sometimes you're unbearable, but you, you do bring a sense Good of enough. professionalism when Mac's not around to the commentary booth. It's a fun time. But uh, I'm not going to hear the end of it if you and your boy walk out victorious. So I'm rooting against you. I got to say it. And then we'll have a nice night on commentary. Yeah, I believe that for sure. That's not biased at all. The promoter rooting, no! against, rooting against a talent. How about that? Uh, more so against you. Mac, Mac is just not as mouthy as you. He doesn't need to be. He lets his physique do the talking. Oh, okay. Can all you right. believe that we got tweets asking if we were Photoshopping extra abs on him? Yeah, I mean, that's just... You uh, want to dispel that rumor? Uh, sure. I mean, to my knowledge, at least, Mac has not contacted the graphics department to fix his abdomen region, but I don't know for certainty. Um, well, I guess that's something that you'll have to discuss for future, and maybe we can get the, the real pictures out there if they are. We'll do ab counting segments on the road. I don't care. Okay? If we I don't know if we this. have the time for that. Okay. Do you want to tell everyone what the opening match is going to be? I feel like that might be a fun little reveal for this show. Hell yeah. Uh, first time ever. Little aerial assault. It's the former MLW middleweight champion, Hot Fire Myron Reed, returning to Limitless Wrestling, going one-on-one -on -one with the prize city OG, Alec Price, who really needs this one right now. He's coming off a loss just last night on the road to Dave Yen in the main event, not really building the right momentum he wanted to into double vision but alec has been so successful as of late in limitless wrestling and this is a win that could really catapult him up the card and back into title contention where he was in december why are we starting the show with this match well i mean we, we've talked about it on this podcast before i really like to have a strong opening match that i i uh, believe in that will deliver and that uh, you know, could be a main event in a lot of places. Could be a main event of this card, honestly, if we didn't have a title match of such magnitude that we'll talk about later. But uh, you know Alec and Myron are going to bring it. And I'm always really enamored with these first-time ever collisions because you really don't know what you're going to get. It's two guys who have never locked horns before. Uh, I, I assume they're going to do a lot of scouting, a lot of watching of tape ahead of this because 
Both these guys have such innovative offense. They use the, the ring to their disposal. They have innovative stuff that they're doing all the time on their feet, on the ground. It's such an intense matchup, and uh, I'm really eager to see who comes out on the better side. Myron Reed was supposed to be in the Vacation Land Cup, had some travel issues, so you got to imagine he's got a lot to prove with this match. Absolutely. I mean, he, he's looking to get his uh, limitless career really taken off. I mean, he had that feud with Christian Casanova uh, last year that really didn't get a chance to culminate with him not being able to make the Vacation Land Cup, and he really wanted another shot at Christian. Uh, that's not going to happen here, at least. But uh, Alec Price would be a great start for Myron Reed, who's looking to make Limitless a home of his in 2021, looking to be here much more often. And uh, he wants to climb his way up the ladder. So catching Alec Price at a good time, potentially, after the loss to Davey End. So maybe the odds are in Myron's favor. Yes, perhaps they will be. And if Alec Price wins, well, that dude's got to be knocking on the door of a title opportunity. He does. I mean, there's there's numerous people that we could say right now are in that same position, and that's a credit to really the work so many people have been putting in on the road and just the general success of people on these main cards that we're bringing back here. So uh, with all the eyes on Double Vision, with all the eyes, especially on the opening matchup, uh, these guys can leave a big impression with not only fans but wrestlers in the locker room as well moving forward. Well, someone who certainly has always been in that title picture is Ashley Vox. We got a rematch from the road, her versus Becca here, as presented by Marie Shadows. This match, what great timing. Ashley Vox just appearing on the debut episode of AEW Dark Elevation. She faced Tay Conti in that one. Ashley's kind of been everywhere. She had an interview with Sean Ross Sapp on Fightful. She spoke to WrestleZone. This match really means a lot to her. It does, and uh, I think Ashley Vox just looking to put uh, kind of the hype around Becca, so to speak, to rest. Because, uh, you know, I, I think it's got under the skin a little of Ashley Vox that uh, maybe some of her successes, some of her big matches in Limitless Wrestling may be getting overlooked by, uh, I don't want to put words in her mouth, but flavor of the week in Becca, who has just really risen up the ranks in Limitless Wrestling, had a fantastic matchup with Davey N., uh, at the Vacation Land Cup in December. And I think she's really proven that she's not just a flavor of the week. She's really here to stay in a victory against the real catch, Ashley Vox, who uh, I think is undoubtedly one of the most successful female competitors in Limitless Wrestling history. Uh, that would certainly do the trick for Becca to solidify herself in Limitless. What did you take away from some of the things that Ashley had to say in those interviews? She really spoke a lot about the caliber of talent that has come through Limitless and how much Limitless means to her as a home promotion. It's really cool to hear that because um, I, I just, I really view the crew that we have as a family and it's a tight knit group. It's uh, a lot of dedicated professionals who are, you know, they're, they're looking to make wrestling their lives moving forward. They're looking to do this for a long time and make a living and, uh, eventually get to somewhere, whether it's WWE, AEW, Japan, Impact, wherever they're trying to go. And Ashley uh, is such a good example of someone who just never stops working, never stops grinding. And that's why you see her everywhere, from NWA to Impact Wrestling to AEW Dark Elevation. Uh, it, it's just a matter of time, unfortunately, until we lose Ashley. And I know that you know, one of her big goals here, especially since she had her opportunity against MJF in 2019, she wants to become 
the first female to hold the Limitless Wrestling World Championship. And you got to win singles matches to do that, John. So uh, this would be a big one to put Ashley Vox in the right direction to get to that point. You do. And a special thanks to Bill Pritchard and Sean Ross Sapp. I thought they did great jobs with those interviews. I loved the interviews. Yeah, if you haven't seen those guys, go check them out. There's a lot that we'll be talking about today, but Ashley Vox put out two great ones last week with Sean and Bruce. Yes. Bruce Pritchard. You mean Bill Pritchard? Bill. She definitely did not talk to Bruce Pritchard. (laughs) She definitely did not talk to Bruce Pritchard. No, absolutely not. I I mean, maybe she's talked to Bruce Pritchard, but not for a podcast. No, not for over the show. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know. Anyway. Okay. You know. Let's continue with this. This is a match I'm excited to see, and it's starting to get a little bit of traction on social media, too. The Battle for New York, Charles Mason versus Ken Broadway versus Kevin Blackwood, sponsored by the It's Our House podcast. We've got a debut here in Charles Mason on these shows, a returning Ken Broadway, and then a staple of Limitless, Kevin Blackwood. Yeah, this one's very intriguing. As you said, a debut for Charles Mason, the root of all evil. Uh, product of the House of Glory Wrestling School in New York. And uh, I'm not trying to paint him with a similar brush or do a big comparison here, but uh, I feel the same vibes from people who I've spoke to about certain wrestlers. Like you you kind of realize uh, people who are on similar trajectories as others you, that you've been around, like in your time frame, I guess is what I'm trying to say. A lot of people see a lot of elements of Maxwell Jacob Friedman in this Charles Mason. And now it's a much different, uh, much different person, but I I think uh, a lot of the in-ring, a lot of the ideals, a lot of the motivation for those two guys is very similar. And where MJF really ran roughshod in Limitless Wrestling, I wonder if this is Charles Mason's time to do the same thing. I'm very excited to get a first look, and I'm excited for the Limitless Wrestling fans to kind of witness what this dude brings to the table because uh, it's something totally different than we've seen for quite some time. Uh, and he's got someone in this very match that he knows quite well, Ken Broadway, cash flow, money-making Manhattan's finest. His first time in a Limitless Wrestling ring in over five years, John. He, he was around the Under Fire show where Chris Hero and Zack Sabre Jr. main evented, and it was never seen again. Took some time off from wrestling, and he's really got himself refocused. And in uh, honestly, I think the best condition that he's been in, in ring-wise. And Kevin Blackwood. This is an interesting story because this matchup really provides an opportunity for three different wrestlers to make a name for themselves, start climbing up the ladder, and get a victory under their belt. And Kevin needs that really more than a lot of roster members do right now. He hasn't had a win in over a year in Limitless Wrestling. A fantastic showing with J.D. Drake at the Vacation Land Cup, but fantastic showings and you know resilience that doesn't pay off and wins. That's only going to get you so far. It's kind of been one step forward two steps back for kevin blackwood it really has and he's like he's another one just like broadway in great physical condition right now really pushing himself in the ring in the gym but it's got to pay off it's got to translate to success at some point and kevin has got to do that at double vision well, if he wants and we've to keep seen himself in the conversation we've seen him starting to really work with daniel garcia too yeah, I mean, it's it's such a tight-knit group, the Buffalo Bond, I call it, the Buffalo Boys out of the Grapplers Anonymous School. And uh, to my knowledge, I think Dan and Kevin have really been uh, implementing a lot at their classes there. They've kind of been helping out the next crop of Buffalo talent together. And I think 
definitely working out with in the ring with someone. We, we uh, say the next crop. Training. Daniel Garcia. What's is that? Right. We say the next crop. Daniel Garcia is 22. Hey, hey. <laughs> it's, I, I mean, mean it's, a, it's a credit to him. It's incredible. It's a, it's a credit to him, absolutely. It's, it's the dedication these guys and the time that they put in. But it's, it's the truth. I mean, I, I see it on the Grapplers Anonymous Instagram, like the stories that they post of classes. You see Dan and Kevin, Dan and Kevin all the time. It's Garcia Blackwood kind of leading the charge for these guys. And I think the two of them together have really been pushing themselves to new levels. And that's why we've seen such successful performances out of Kevin Blackwood, gutsy performances, but it's got to be victory for Kevin. It's got to be victory for all three of these guys, especially to keep themselves on these main cards of Limitless Wrestling. He's got to get himself to that place where he can really channel in things. Uh, you mentioned MJF. What do you think about him getting a, his own group now on AEW TV? Ooh, I uh, I watched this live, and I had not uh, been following AEW like the television show as frequently as I should. Uh, I did see the pay per view and like the lead into this segment that they did, and I thought it was really cool. Um, n- not nothing that I would have guessed. Uh, it came together really well, and now it sets up for a lot down the line of Inner Circle. And uh, did they are they calling themselves the Pinnacle? I saw is the Pinnacle. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to be a lot of fun. I and mean, look, uh, MJF's I working MJF with Tully Blanchard. Great. He's great in a uh, in a faction type setting, so I think that's going to pay off really well, and going to be a lot of fun for AEW fans to watch progress. It's uh, pretty pretty cool to see. MJF really reaching for the top there, as I think a lot of Limitless Wrestling fans knew he would. So Absolutely. That's what he's doing. All right. Big Beef and Tyree Taylor, the Hoss Fight, presented to you by the Fretzelmania podcast. We talk about these kind of matches. These are the kind of matches that you get very excited for. I do. Uh, I love the old reinforce the ring. Uh, meaty men slapping meat, and this is what it's going to be. It's a hoss fight. Big Beef Gnarls Garvin, who we talked about on the podcast before, uh, kind of turned into a fan favorite, although, uh, you know, he's a nasty guy. People don't really like him, but they want to see him. He's uh, very fun to watch. He's fun to watch. They want to see him come up here and throw hands with someone, and who better than the big boy from Brooklyn, Tyree Taylor, the very man who put Mac Daniels down. On episode one of the road to earn this opportunity, aided by the ring, would have fared if he wrestled Big Beef. Aided by the ring, must I remind you? Well, let me ask you this: Would that have been the match? Would it have been Big Beef versus Mac Daniels? I mean, theoretically, this was the position that that match was fighting for. Yeah, it would have been a tall task, and it probably would have been one of the toughest tests that Mac Daniels has ever faced. But you know who it is, so I really wouldn't be too worried about it. But Tyree Taylor has, I mean, he's been hungry for this. This is what he's wanted. You know, say what you want about Tyree Taylor, but he's a hungry fighter. And he's Ooh, he's pretty he's, athletic for his size. And He you, is fun to watch. You put two um, athletic big men in there together, and big things happen, no pun intended. <laughs> I get a lot of, uh, like, young Samoa Joe vibes from Tyree Taylor. And yeah. I'm very excited to see him you know kind of with the uh with the handcuffs off he's on this main card he's not fighting for a spot in a tournament he's not fighting for a spot on a show this is it for Tyree it's a prove yourself match 
What's that? It's a prove yourself match. It is for both guys because Big Beef, obviously coming off a loss to Rip Bison, he wants to get back on track. And Tyree, uh, with great showings on the road in season two, picking up that first victory on season three, he wants to string the momentum together. So we'll see who can do it. That we will. Speaking of Rip Bison, he's got Rob Killjoy in a match presented by Fogbreaker Studios. So we'll pull the curtain back a little bit for this one, John. Uh, this was originally scheduled to be Rip Bison and Warhorse. It was going to be the rematch from Practice What You Preach, which was last February, which is kind of crazy. Um, but Warhorse, who, by dude, the way, is no longer the IWTV Independent Wrestling Champion. He's not. No, that belongs to Lee Moriarty now, the apex of combat who we met for the first time back in December. Um, but yeah, uh, due to travel issues heading into this weekend, it just wasn't going to work out for Warhorse to be able to make it to the show and make it back. So uh, Rob Killjoy now gets this opportunity. One half of the Ugly Ducklings. This was a personal recommendation from the blue collar badass J.D. Drake of someone he wanted to see on a big stage. Rob Killjoy has been grinding for a long time, whether it was singles action, tag team, trios, he's done it all. And like behind the scenes, it's this is the kind of stuff that doesn't get talked about very much. Uh, Rob is just an absolute workhorse, and he's someone who everybody in the locker room would, would love the pleasure of having a match well, with. And he's and, deceptive, because you look at him, and I don't mean this in an insulting way at all to Rob Killjoy. You look at him, and there's nothing that says, like, wow, this guy could be one of the top workers in our locker room. And then you watch him, because I've been doing my research on this guy. And he is unbelievable. He's, He's incredible. incredible. It's, it's crazy. Like, uh, and it's just, he, he has such, and I don't, like, going back to the Alec Myron thing, this is another guy who has such innovative offense, whether he's wrestling a, a fellow cruiserweight, whether he's wrestling a heavyweight. Uh, he could be in the ring with anyone, a tag team situation. Like I said, he has ideas that the normal wrestler I don't believe has. Because he's crazy. And he's crazy, <laughs> and that's what propels him to victory. And if he can do it against Rip Bison, I mean, that dude's immediately going to buy his ticket back to Limitless Wrestling. So it's a tall task for Rob Killjoy coming in, Singles matchup with Rip Bison, who's on a roll right now in Limitless Wrestling. But, man, it just takes one win sometimes to put yourself on the map. All right, things are getting heated between Davian and Ava Everett here. I'd say so. They got their grudge match on this card, How to Fall, the podcast sponsoring that one. So remind people how we've gotten to this point. Well, uh... We saw in season two of the road. I mean, we, we've seen it for a number of years now. If you're a New England wrestling fan, if you follow these two, Ava Everett and Davian coming from the same school, the New England Pro Wrestling Academy, friends for a long time, best of friends, uh, traveling companions, tag team partners, whether it was tag or trios, the girls room, the sisters of construction, whatever you know them as, um, in, in numerous promotions around. And on season two of the road, they really – uh, made an mission of theirs to get on the Limitless map as a tag team. They wanted to make their way to the main cards whenever they did come back. And when it did come back around, we saw Davian in singles action. And at the end of season two on the road, we saw Davian in singles action. And obviously uh, that really stuck with Ava Everett. We didn't see her at all. Um, 
for a long period of time, actually, in Limitless Wrestling. And then all of a sudden, episode one, season three rolls around to the road. There's Ava Everett and absolutely laying out Davian, throwing a chair at her head. It's the end of the Sisters of Construction. And now we're here. And I, I think Davian has really been flabbergasted by everything that's gone down, obviously. Uh, you never anticipate a big supporter, a friend, uh, going to these lengths, you know what I mean, without a conversation, without any kind of notice. And that's exactly what happened here. So uh, what better way for these two to settle their differences than on the main card? Ava Everett finally gets what she wants, even if it's not in tag team action. She's seemingly more than happy to do it alone now and take on Davian, who just picked up a much-needed victory against Alec Price on the road last night to uh, hopefully propel her forward with some momentum that she'll need in this grudge match. Feels like this is going to be less of a pro wrestling match as it is a fight. Yes, uh, it's going to be very tough for the referee to handle. I can anticipate that off the bat. Well, who's the referee? A, a lot of hurt feelings coming into this. Uh, referee Nate Speckman, okay. I believe, will have right. this one on his hands. At least, at least you, you know. What? What, John? Well, you you asked for a referee who can handle things, so. Oh, okay. Just more Eric Greenleaf shade. It's go ahead, break some more news. Is he gonna be the main attraction challenge referee? I know I know how this goes. I know how this story is. He's gonna be, isn't he? Eric Greenleaf? Uh yes, actually. He will be on of course hand he will. for the main attraction challenge. Why couldn't we get someone else? Why couldn't we get Speckman? Well, I see I was Whatever happened look to Tony P situation. Hey, hey, hold on, hold on. I was going to look at this referee situation, but you've laid a lot on my plate here, so I really wanted to put my focus where you said the mishap was last time, and that was ring construction. So we've made sure we've had a crew on hand, inspected the ring for this coming weekend, and that's going to be all set. Why does it have to be one thing or the other? Why can't it be both things? Well, I mean, we've got two referees at our disposal right now with, uh, with protocols in place. We got a pandemic going on, John. We're not bringing in referees from all around the country for you to select your choice. Why can't I ref it? That would, I, I think that would lead to some bad things, John. I think we both know. I like this Ava Everett, by the way. She she knows who yeah, it is. Yeah, I know you do. You tweet her. You're smoozing up on Twitter all the time. She knows who it is. It makes me sick. Just saying, man. Just saying. Yeah, Florida changes people, and not for the better. Speaking of that, she trains at the Devon Dudley Academy. I was on Busted Open Radio yesterday. How'd that go? It was earlier this week, rather. Dude, it was awesome. Bully Ray bullying me. I mean, that's what happens, typically. That's kind of his but, thing, I think. <laughs> but, but, yeah, I, I, I went on there, talked about ACDC, Van Halen, WrestleMania... All this what was the stuff. Van Halen beef? I'm in, I'm interested. Well, cuz I I love all Van Halen. And Same. I think that Eddie's genius was on display very much so during the David Lee Roth era and that's where they got their start and that's how they got big. But I maintain that the band got tighter as a unit during the Sammy Hagar era. And I love Van Hagar. I love Sammy Hagar Van Halen. 5150 is one of my all-time favorite albums. Okay. And I believe 
when that got brought up, Bully said something along the lines of, I don't walk into your house and spit on your carpet. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, I, I get I'm probably in the minority of loving Sammy Hagar Van Halen so much, but I think there's some great songs in that. Why? What's your favorite Van Halen stuff? I know you're a big classic uh, rock guy. I'm a big fan of the self-titled from like of course. the late 70s. The original, sure. I like 1984 a lot as well. Okay. Um, but I'm you... with you. Like 5150 is good. I don't know if that's my favorite. Why can't this be love is killer, though. I mean, that's on that dude, album. that whole album, good enough. Hello, baby. It's oh, good love enough. walks in. Too. Love walks in. Best of both worlds. Yeah, oh, it's a hell of an album. It's good. It's, it's a hell good. of an album. Van Halen man. Two is great as well, though. Van Halen Two is. Oh. I don't know. It's tough. But Di- it's, Diamond it's Dave, split you it know, up the middle here. Diamond Dave was. A fun live reporter, uh, live performer in the sense of he, he like did acrobatic stuff, but his voice became trash. And Sammy Hagar to this day can still sing. And I don't know, man. It just I it always rubbed me how Van Halen treated Michael Anthony wrong too. They did him dirty, and it's a shame we didn't get a proper reunion before Eddie passed. But um, yeah, no doubt, I, dude. I so yeah, so that's so that's how that went down. And then we got in the whole conversation of Bon Scott versus Brian Johnson. And they asked me if I could take any album on a deserted island with one diva. What album would it be and who would the diva be? Um, <laughs> I said Powerage by ACDC and then uh, said I'd get back to them on the diva question. So, Oh, what a professional. Just, I'm Knowing you, let's see. Let's see. I, I bet I could guess this with you. Randy Carver, little kid. You're probably picking Candace Michelle. No, or Jesus or, Christ. No, I know who you're picking. The late, great Ashley Massaro. No, what are you? No. <laughs> uh, Trish Stratus all the way. Um, either Trish or fucking I love Nydia. Of course you love Nydia. I bet, yeah, I, I bet the act of Jamie Noble and Nydia was so over in the Carver household. Yo, no doubt about it. I still watch it back to this day. Oh, my God. that double wide trailer, baby. <laughs> Listen, Jamie Noble, he's obviously doing great producing things with WWE. That dude would have such a successful indie run if he ever wanted to do it again. And I know he would be main eventing Limitless shows, so I have no doubt about He'd that. He'd be around for sure. He <laughs> was exceptional with his indie run. The Ring of Honor run that he had was awesome. Hey, he was a great cruiserweight back in the day. He was. He was very entertaining and good yeah. wrestler and... <laughs> I knew it. That doesn't surprise me at all. Um, okay, F- figuring out the rest of this card here. High stakes, triple threat tag match. We don't get too many of these in Limitless. No. We are. We got CJ and Ricky against MSP against the competition who've pissed off pretty much everyone in their path. Yes, they did. Uh, I'm trying to think back, like, off the top of my head. I can only recall one other triple threat tag match ever. Was that on Problematic? No, it was not. Was there one there, too? I think there was. That was a trios match, I believe. Oh, it was a trios match? I think the only other one I can think of would be Santana and Ortiz 
the Super Savages and Christian Casanova Brick Matt Stone from the first year of Limitless Wrestling. Um, but I could be wrong. Uh, no, that was. Yeah, you're right. That was a six-man tag. You're right. That you're was, correct. We don't do many of these. Um, that was, if anything, it used to be a four-way. That was Tabernacle team versus Brian Malonis, Xavier Bell, and Mike Rocca. Which was a fucking unreal match. If you've never seen it, go check that out. One of my favorite matches from that year. Um, but we don't do many of these, but this is an occasion that certainly calls for it. Um, the competition, we saw them. Episode two of The Road. They've been calling MSP for a long time, and they've been saying it uh, for a long time as well, whether it's on Twitter, whether it's on the road, any social media you can find. Connor Murphy and Champ Matthews have been trying to get at MSP for a match, but you know, being, being the defenders of the Great North, being arguably one of the best tag teams in Limitless history, they're pretty busy. And obviously, Agro was on the shelf with a shoulder injury for about eight months, so his time on the road was not very infrequent up to season three. He wasn't around Limitless Wrestling very much, so Danger Kid was going at it in singles action. Meanwhile, the competition were rising up the ranks. And let's not look past CJ Cruz and Ricky Archer as well, who had their opportunity after getting back on the same page after the Vacation Land Cup qualifier in December. They had an opportunity to take out MSP. That's something they've wanted for a long time. They're two guys who really, you know, they've been floundering a little bit, having impressive performances on the road. But getting to the main card was an issue for them. CJ Cruz obviously making it to the Vacation Land Cup, however, losing to the eventual champion Christian Casanova. So I think these two realizing maybe tag team action is the way to go at it right now. Maybe this is what we need to do to rise up the card, get to the main card, and get victories for us. So now they've inserted themselves in this as well. Obviously, no conclusion to MSP versus CJ Cruz and Ricky Archer. So they not only want a piece of MSP, but, of course, the competition as well, who took that chance away from him. Aiden Agro made some noise this past week around the pro wrestling realm. Uh, came out as pansexual, which is, you know, it's a big deal. It's a personal detail, but he, he made it public. It's a big deal. And uh, I know you're very close with Aiden Agro. Uh, anything you want to say to that? Because I know he was really trying to set an example with it. I'm just so happy for him um, that... He, it's it's got to be like I, this is me speculating, but it's got to be a weight off your shoulders sure. to just be completely open, completely who you are. I think like and again, this is all me guessing, but I really think he's found a new confidence in himself over the past year. And it's not just in wrestling, but I do think wrestling has something to do with it. I just think he's really stepped into understanding. All right. Like I can be me. And this is going to work in all facets of my life. I don't have to hide anything. I can just be who I am. And uh, especially in 2021, that's not only going to be okay, but it's going to be celebrated that you're, you know, being completely open and, and feel comfortable doing so. So uh, very proud of him, very happy for him. And uh, I'm glad that he felt comfortable and felt open enough to share that with the entire world. I'm very happy for him as well. I said, I just, I guess he just realized how hot I am finally. Yeah, I, I don't think that you were the impetus for that announcement, but. Interesting. Sure. Listen, I love Aiden Agro. I absolutely hate Aiden Agro, but I love Aiden Agro. You know, like, I mean, we go back. I feel that. We, he and I go back. We do. And it, it was a blast managing Aiden Agro. And. I hate him now because he's beat me up. How long were you guys a unit? 
Uh, probably six to eight months. Wow. Okay. Yeah, so there man. was a run in there. Yeah. Main state championship. I remember, I just like, I remember a lot of it happened very quickly. So I didn't really know how long it happened out of nowhere. The context to that was Eric Johnson said to me, we're going to start doing the station character with you. And you're going to start interjecting yourself in little situations. And we did that for like two shows. And then one night he's just like, Amon Jordan, Aiden Agro is going to cheat to win them to retain the main state championship. You're going to screw over Ace Romero and you're his guy. Now I said, okay. And we were off to the races. And again, I always remind Ace Romero that whenever he and I text, I'm that sure. in my first match, I screwed him. It's very fulfilling. Sure that. I'm sure he does. Ace Romero, you talk about rolling back the curtain. Ace Romero loves him some John Alba, okay? <laughs> he loves shooting the shit with me. Yeah. He, he, I, I will get a text from him, and we'll just talk wrestling, or then he'll send me annoying videos of me doing things and it's funny stuff it's very funny stuff um and look i I said it man i I was at that john moxley kenny omega match at revolution and it was that match and his match with ar fox that were the two most brutal matches i've ever seen in person and i just uh i just showed a couple students that match of ace and fox for the first time last you trying to scare them (laughs) <laughs> no, <laughs> no, they were talking, they were talking death matches and like how, uh, wrestler wrestlers don't do them very often. The so accidental like, well, death match, two. the accidental yeah, limitless wrestling two. death match. I mean, it's, it's, uh, just about, I mean, it, it wasn't labeled as such, but I mean, I, I'm pretty sure it's close enough. Oh no, that is a death match through and through. That, that is absolutely a death match. And guess what? It had more of an explosive ending than the AEW pay-per-view did, so... Uh, that's for sure. All right, man, let's talk about it. One of the most hype main events in Limitless Wrestling history. World title on the line. Christian Casanova defending against Daniel Garcia. Kings of the Rings podcast. We have heard from Daniel Garcia on a few outlets now, too. Did a great interview with Nick Houseman talking about Christian Casanova. What were your takeaways from that? I really enjoyed that, and I think uh, it kind of opens things up for people to realize, like, like we were saying earlier, how much of a family environment the Limitless Wrestling locker room is, how tight-knit the group is, but it's it's all about competition for Daniel Garcia, and it's all about winning the Limitless Wrestling World Championship, and that couldn't be more evident. It's a great interview. I would definitely suggest uh, if you did not take a chance to listen to that, we've posted it on social media numerous times, so uh, you can check it out for sure. Daniel Garcia, uh, we've said it before, he feels locked in right now. Him and Kevin have been training their asses off. And he really wants to change the narrative of the Limitless Wrestling Championship, it feels. You know, he doesn't want Christian Casanova to go out the same way that the previous champion, Anthony Green, did. And that's by winning on the way out, going out on the top of the mountain, and relinquishing the championship for more opportunities for the roster, which is what Christian really wants inevitably, because that's what led him to the dance. That's what led him to becoming Limitless Wrestling World Champion. And who knows if he would have had that opportunity if not for the Vacation Land Cup. I I found it very interesting that Daniel was saying and talking at length about how much respect he has for Christian Casanova. It's not a blood feud, per se, or anything like that. It's just something where he feels that, as a champion, you go out on your back in a company. And 
he feels that that's what Christian Casanova needs to do here. And we've talked about it on this podcast and can't reiterate it enough. Christian Casanova is not just taking this belt to Florida to NXT with him. He's he's going to vacate it if he wins, and he's going to do exactly what AG did. But Daniel Garcia doesn't even want to allow for that. He, he's saying, this is my championship here, and you're going to go out on your back looking up at the lights. Yeah, absolutely. And Christian has... He said it publicly, he said it privately, but uh, we haven't made a ton of mention of it. He wants there to be another Vacation Land Cup to crown the next champion. That's where he wants this championship to go. That's the route that he wants it to take. And he has the opportunity to really lay the groundwork for 2021 and lay the groundwork for another opportunity for everybody in the locker room, the highest caliber competitors, to challenge for the championship. But this matchup that we're going to see Friday night for the championship is what Limitless Wrestling is all about. Two top-tier athletes operating at the highest caliber possible, going one-on-one for the richest prize we have. This is the prize fight. It's what we're calling it. It's, it's as big fight feel as it's going to get. Anything you want to say here about Christian? This is kind of your last chance to talk about Christian here, since we know this is the end of his run in Limitless Wrestling for now. Anything that you'd like to say about him? Well, we'll be talking about Christian in a long, for a long time in, in different aspects, but uh, just really blown away that uh, I'm blown away when we get to witness like the metamorphosis of anyone in Limitless Wrestling. And Christian, if you go back and watch the shows, it's so evident uh, the different phases that you see, the different chapters of the Christian Casanova story, uh, starting out as the thriller of New England, trying to find his footing as a singles competitor then moving into tag team action with a fellow student at the New England Pro Wrestling Academy, Brick Mass Stone, as Brick and Bad. We didn't see Christian for about a year there, and then coming back really strong as the newest member of the Dream Team along with Stokely Hathaway, and that's a pairing, I have to say, John. I hope we see once more. I think there's magic there that we really didn't get to capitalize on fully. Uh, they had, geez, what was it? Uh not not a not a very long run in Limitless Wrestling. I think it was a little over a year because uh, when March 2019 rolled around, we did not have Stokely Hathaway anymore. So that's that's where Christian. It was really all right. You know, this is your opportunity. You have no no guide anymore. You have there's not a voice speaking for you. It's all you, and that's a lot of pressure sometimes when you're when you're in a situation where you have a manager, an advisor, an agent, whatever it may be. And then you're all on your own. It can be sink or swim at that point. And Christian Casanova certainly didn't sink. Uh, Christian really made his way up the cards. Uh, impressive matches every time. And then it, it really started to become hard for people to hate this guy anymore. No one wanted to boo Christian anymore because they realized this dude's one of the best wrestlers, not only on these cards, but one of the best wrestlers in the country. And uh, I think that became evident really quick. I think the series of matches with Myron Reed, um, I, I think about the match with Layla Hirsch at Know Your Enemy. Who also just got signed and deserves a little golf clap, too. So congratulations yeah. to her. Absolutely. Layla's gone through so many trials and tribulations. So uh, I'm so happy for her as well. But uh, it, I just I fucking wish that we got more of this run that we're on right now with Christian in front of people. And uh, it's easy to like look at, especially in the times we're in, like the bummer and the, you know, 
damn, you know, I wish I had that in front of people. And we've had a lot of those moments over the past few months, but um, you can still feel it. You can still feel it with the people online, the local fans on Facebook, Twitter, wherever they may be. The pull for Christian Casanova, the the people are enamored and root for him so much. And it's, it's very similar to uh, an Anthony Green situation where it really feels like one of the limitless guys made it because uh, it was just such an outpouring of happiness and support when the news came out of Christian Casanova signing his WWE contract. And uh, I'm excited that his final independent wrestling match uh, gets to happen at Limitless Wrestling. It gets to happen at the top of the card, the main event for the richest prize. We have the Limitless Wrestling World Championship, and he's looking to go out on top. Once again, defeating Daniel Garcia with the championship on the line. Yeah, Christian Casanova and I have really grown close over the last couple of years, and especially the last year. And I'm just so proud of this guy and so excited to see what he's going to do. You mentioned Stokely Hathaway, Malcolm Bivens. They've got that package there made for them in NXT. I hope they take advantage of it because it's, it's money. It is. <laughs> and, and hopefully they, they can really do something with that if, if that's there for the taking though christian doesn't need it anymore he doesn't i just think it would be fun as hell to watch absolutely um, uh selfishly i i may add so that's gonna be a hell of a main event and what a show this is gonna be Six forty-five iwtv starting with the main attraction challenge all the way through the main event for the limitless wrestling championship and who knows what will come beyond uh anything else we want to hit on here we had the road we kind of hit on most of those results but any other things you want to mention from that yeah um if you want to see the replay as always on iwtv they're uploaded immediately so if you get on there right now if you sign up use promo code limitless there's not only all of season three but season two one the 2020 vacation land cup and almost all previous limitless events are on there Uh, i did want to mention real quick before we go We've got a student showcase event coming up in Brewer. Uh, it's our second one we've ever done. Big time, big time, lim- big time, limitless caliber main event here. Oh yeah, okay, okay. It's true, it's true. At this point, uh, Danger Kid is teacher versus student. He'll be going up against your boy, the main attraction, Mac Daniels. They got a little mouthy at each other at the first one we did. Now they're going to settle their differences in the ring. The other half of the mainstay posse, Aiden Agro, will also be in singles action, going one-on-one with the Dweller of the Depths, Dylan Nix. Uh, on this card, we're also going to see the prize, Alec Price making his return, Iron Rip Bison, the Belfast Bulldog, Dave Dyer, <coughs> the Girl on Fire, Jesse Nolan, Eric Johnson, Alexander Lee, Connor Hex, and many more. Uh, tickets are on sale right now. Uh, I'm hoping by the time that this is out there, there's still tickets left, but it could be sold out. There's very few that we put on sale because we do have to, I mean, not that we do, we are sticking to the protocols that we've had in place this entire time. Uh, Masks are required at all times. Socially distanced seating. Um, All the wrestlers, just like normal, will be tested ahead of the week ahead of the event. So we're trying to do this as safely as possible to keep this going. Uh, If you want to support, grab a ticket. Or if you want to support other ways, email limitlesswrestling at yahoo.com. We have sponsorships available for that event, just like we do these big events. And we want to thank all our sponsors who uh, really came through and made Double Vision happen. Uh, We posted numerous graphics with how you can support them on Twitter, on Facebook. 
uh, anywhere they've got things going on. It's a ton of different podcasts, a ton of different interviewers. Uh, we ended up having over 20 sponsors total, which is awesome for Double Vision. It keeps these shows happening. It keeps the dream alive, and it keeps the wheels moving. So, uh, yeah, that's really it for me. I mean, Double Vision, this Friday, uh, one of the biggest events in Limitless Wrestling history with, as you said, the prize fight main event, Casanova Garcia. It's Casanova's final independent wrestling match before his WWE journey begins. I noticed you neglected to mention that Mac Daniels has a singles win over Danger Kid. Yeah, uh, I did neglect to mention that. You're correct. Of course I'm correct. Yeah. Yeah. I believe that was Mac Daniels. Was that his first or second singles win in Let's Wrestle? I did he beat Frank geez. Yeager? Um, that te- no, they uh, he just beat him down. Just after beat him down. Team loss, mm. which is very uh, you know, very telling of what we were about to witness with Mac Daniels' career. But uh, I want to say that he actually defeated Aiden Agro. No, he didn't, because I was with them okay, and Aiden Agro cheated Aiden in that Agro match. First. He wrestled Aiden Agro first. Yeah, and I, guess I was maybe there. He did defeat Danger Kid first. Aiden Agro cheated and knocked me on my ass and destroyed my hairbrush and i don't know if that's cheating it wasn't right um last thing i want to hit on uh randy earlier this week was march 16th 316 day stone cold steve austin day what what's your favorite stone cold steve austin match um i think even though like i'm a notorious Bret Hart hater being a, such a big Shawn Michaels fan, I think it's Austin Hart. I think a lot of people would probably agree with you on that. I think it's hard to dispute just because, like, we actually watched that back with a few uh, students at the Limitless Dojo somewhat recently, and it even to this day really resonates, and it's such a performance by both wrestlers. And just, I don't know, I could go in and watch it right now and not be, you know, dissatisfied What's one bit. I would agree with that. All right, folks. Double Vision, 645 IWTV, Friday, March 19th. Sign up now. Promo code Limitless. Or just go support and and sign up as normal and enjoy the show. We think you're really going to love it. During the pay-per-view, hashtag Double Vision on social media. We want to hear what you got to say. Tweet your thoughts. Let us know because it's going to be a fun one. We'll see you guys next time.